Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast series, and this will be episode 120. This episode, um, like a lot of the episodes, has to deal with the um, unsolved murder of the uh, Dardine family who lived in uh, Ina, uh, Illinois. The homicide occurred, I'm going to give an estimated date of probably November 17th, 1987, um, when the um, Dardeen family, which was made up of uh, the husband Russell, the wife Ruby, a younger son, and a younger daughter, uh, were brutally uh, murdered. Uh, Russell's mother, uh, Joanne Dardine, uh, 81, is still actively seeking, uh, answers in her, uh, son's homicide. Um, this one is kind of a, um, really creepy type of homicide, um, and I have some points that I, I made that I, I noted in it that uh, might or might not make sense to you um, Russell had failed to uh, show up at work on November uh, 18th of 1987 he had worked at a water treatment plant uh, his boss had made several attempts to contact him at home and through family members. After being unsuccessful for several hours, they contacted the local uh, police who arrived at the uh, residence, which was a, a trailer. Uh, upon entering the uh, trailer, law enforcement uh, entered the bedroom, found Rudy uh, Dardine, who was uh, pregnant at the time, uh, brutally beaten. Uh, during the beating, she uh, gave birth. Uh, the child uh, was beaten to death. The son was beaten to death. The husband um, at the time and the red car were missing from the uh Residents. So, as you know, in a situation like that, the uh, law enforcement is always going to look at the husband as a suspect in a, in a case or a wife, depending on what the, the situation is. Um, you know, what I did notice. Uh, in the case, and I'm going to point some of these things out. The uh, the husband's body was later found about seven to eight hours later uh, in a in a uh, cornfield, uh, not too far from the uh, the crime scene. Uh, he had been shot uh, several times, uh, and he had been uh, castrated. It was determined the car was. Their family car was located 
it was determined that uh, he had been uh, killed inside the car. My my first my first thought on this one was the the area that they had lived in uh, over the last couple of years had experienced at least ten murders in the area. Uh, being in a small town like Ina, uh, that is an exceptionally high rate or a, a large number of homicides for such a, such a small town. Um, Russell had made statements to his mother that he wanted to move back, move out of Ina because of the, uh, violence that was occurring there. Um, but what I did notice is my first thought was that the wife had been pregnant. She was she was beaten. The child that she gave birth to was 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 beaten. The younger child was beaten to death. The husband shot, killed, and castrated. The first thing that thought that comes to my mind is something personal and a content of some type of sexual some type of sexual uh, orientation. And the reason I say this is because it could be quite possible that a male suspect had, you know, had been attracted to um, Ruby. She may have turned him down or a former lover may have followed her or been in that, that area. It would explain if she had turned him down with a point of rejection, you know, physically, physically killing her would satisfy some type of deviant type of mental uh, issue of rejection. Obviously, the beating of a younger child that was just born, um, and the younger son would indicate that the suspect had some type of revenge, possibly because the children weren't his, or because she was with another man. And then the husband being castrated is another big point, because why, if you were going to kill somebody, why would you do that? I mean, what's the point after you killed somebody? He was shot and killed in the car. So obviously he was dead before he was dumped in the field. So why would you castrate an individual? Unless there was some type of sexual motivation going on there. Because it's it's not a common practice. I mean, murderers... So, so I'm taking that this is... Um, you know, something personal. I, I, I think this was, 
you know, I, I don't think that the suspect in this case um, lives too far outside of that geographical area, to be honest with you, or an area where maybe they had both lived prior to this. Um, there was a suspect who uh, confessed to killing uh, the Dardeen family, Tommy Lynn Sales. Um, after listening to his testimony and going over a few things, um, I can compare him to a Charles Pierce up here in uh, Massachusetts who claimed he had killed 50 people. This, this guy had claimed he killed 70 people. However, only one homicide was ever proved in either case. Um, you know, this is kind of a a wannabe serial killer, and I, I don't understand. Honestly, I don't understand why these type of people are considered serial killers. Because although they they say that they've killed all these people, they never seem to be able to um, prove that they killed anybody else. So if you don't kill more than one person, you're not a serial killer. You know, maybe that's just some, something in their ideology that they want people to believe they're a serial killer. But if you can't be, if you haven't killed more than one person, then you're not a serial killer. Um, sales um, interview. I, I, you know, there's some interesting things about it. He said that he had waited outside the. Uh, house in a wooded area and he was drinking beer and there should have been a lot of beer cans. My question, did law enforcement ever check the area? Did they ever find beer cans there? Second of all, we are in 2022. Was there any DNA retested? But even back further than that, uh, Sales had been uh, convicted for one homicide. So what does that mean? He's been arrested before we have his fingerprints. Did we find any fingerprints of uh, Tommy Lynn Sales anywhere on the house, on the car? Did we find any of those fingerprints, which we should have? So at this point, I'm going to say... Uh, by the way, he was executed in 2014 uh, for the uh, uh, murder of another individual, which, you know, like I always tell people, you know why the, the uh, you know why executions don't work? Because we don't use them. If we started using them, they'd work. Save us, save us a lot of taxpayers' money. Just saying. Uh, so I don't believe at any point that uh, Tommy Elin Sales was involved in this. I think it was just a story. It's probably one of the most notable stories in uh, Ina, Illinois. So he just grabbed on it and to, to run it as far as popularity, you know, just to gain some, you know, face in the event that he had to go to jail. He wanted everybody to think that he was a, a badass and. Honestly, I looked at his picture, he looks like a freaking punk, you know, then he had a good ass whooping. Uh, 
this case, so basically the killer is still out there. And this is where we need to start collecting whatever we have as far as DNA in the house. Um, DNA in the car, if we still have the car, we need to start collecting that DNA. There has to be contact DNA on the steering wheel. Um, you know, we have blood samples probably all over the car. We should have fingerprints all over the car. Uh, so we need to start retesting all of this stuff. I know the, the case is still actively being worked. Um, you know, Russell's mother is still looking for answers, like a lot of people in these cold case homicides. But even better than that, if you, the listener, know anybody or have any way of getting this podcast out to the Illinois area, um, there has to be people that know or have heard what happened. There has to be somebody with knowledge, whether it's a prison inmate, whether it's somebody that just overheard something at a bar, whatever it is. Um, you know, this is an important case. I mean, imagine if it were you, your son, and the whole family, your grandkids, your daughter-in-law, slaughtered by some useless reprobate. And quite honestly, folks, these are the type of person I would have no problem pulling the switch on. Not at all. Uh, you know, and right when I was done with that, I, I would have no problem going out to eat. Because there, this is just one of these apprehensible crimes that there is no excuse for. Um, I, Like I said, I believe it. it's a... It seems to have a sexual orientation to it. Um, you know, I don't know too much about their, their background life. You know, I'm just going off some notes that I took. But the orientation seems to be there because, you know, like I said, the, you know, the, you know, the castration and the beating of the baby, you know, that's, there's a reason. There, there's a reason. And you know me, I don't really, you know, sometimes I have a lack of faith in humanity because, you know, do you know how many times I've asked people, hey, if you know anything about this crime, to contact me or contact local law enforcement? And I do get some people that contact me, but for the, mo- the majority of the cases I do, um, you know, people are just spineless. People that have information, are they are the most spineless people in the world. i got to tell you this. Because if you know an abduction, a homicide, and you don't come forward with it, you are just as guilty as the person that committed it. Because you are allowing these people to walk free. And you know, here's another thing. Don't give me your I'm afraid bullshit. Okay? Like a little sissy. Like, they're going to spend time to come back to you and kill you because you opened your mouth. No. If, if they knew you opened your mouth, their ass is going to be running. 
they ain't sticking around. You know, or I don't want to get involved. Well, so I guess if something happens to your family member, we shouldn't get involved, right? I mean, that's what you're telling me, isn't it? So I would take, I would, I would, I would think about that a little bit. And like I said, you know, man may be able to kill a physical body, but when you pass away, God can destroy your soul. So you better think about it. You better think about it real hard. This is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the uh, Night Stalker podcast series on uh, Anchor Radio, and we will back be back with episode 121 uh, probably today sometime.